What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Ole Miss's quarterback room suddenly looks pretty crowded. Who will be the starter? We'll discuss. Also, a Georgia linebacker transfers to Bama, a Mizzou D lineman transferred to Arkansas, and a Vandy quarterback transfers to Mississippi State. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. It's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into a plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss. Been a couple days since we've updated you guys on some of the new info going on around the SEC and the big news that happened late last week. Spencer Sanders, uh, the former Oklahoma State quarterback, announcing he is going to Ole Miss. Chris Lowe of ESPN first reported it. His uh, choices came down to Ole Miss and Auburn. And he chose Ole Miss. This came right after LSU five-star quarterback Walker Howard had also transferred to Ole Miss with Jackson Dart, the uh, incumbent, still there. Uh, Sanders threw for over 2,600 yards, 17 touchdowns, nine picks last season. Dual threat quarterback. He's a former Big 12 player of the year. He's one of the top quarterbacks on the transfer market, and Ole Miss got him. So who's going to be their starter? We'll talk about that in a little bit with our buddy, Stephen Willis, host of Locked on Ole Miss. That's coming your way in just a little bit. Other notes going on around the conference. Well, how about Alabama? Picking up a big-time linebacker named Tresman Marshall from Georgia. Uh, heads to Tuscaloosa after several seasons with the Bulldogs. Served as a rotational linebacker for the Bulldogs. Subbed in for Jamin Dumas-Johnson and Small London. As a key uh, special teamer as well for Georgia. As a true freshman all the way back in 2019, played in all of Georgia's games that year, was limited uh, the last couple of years, suffered a knee injury during the 2021 season, limited his playing time. But this past year, made 14 appearances as a reserve linebacker, had four and a half tackles for a loss, had a sack in the Tennessee game, and uh, two passes defended. He's several years into his career, but uh, will have two years remaining to play when you count the COVID year and the injured year and all that. Uh, should be a big-time playmaker for Alabama. So Tresman Marshall heading over there and uh, should fit right into their starting uh, linebacker core there for the Tide. Speaking of going from one SEC school to another, how about Trajan Jeffcoat, former Mizzou defensive end? He uh, entered the transfer portal a couple weeks ago. He announced on Sunday he is heading to Arkansas. It's a big pickup for the Hogs, who need some pass rush help. Jeff Coat had 84 tackles, 19 and a half for a loss, and 11 and a half sacks across his career at Mizzou. He is uh, heading to Fayetteville and uh, already a little rivalry there between Mizzou and Arkansas. So the Richard senior. Have one year of eligibility remaining, and uh, we'll put it all on the line next year for the Razorbacks. 
That's the luck to Trajan Jeffcoat. Now, that wasn't all the Mizzou news. Um, former Mizzou running back Elijah Young announced he is transferring to Western Kentucky. He leaves Mizzou after three seasons there, appeared 28 games. Uh, was pretty productive as a rotational running back uh, for Mizzou, but uh, we'll see him next up with Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Now, there was a, some good news with a player coming into Mizzou. How about former four-star quarterback Jake Garcia? Spent the last two seasons at Miami. Played his high school ball in Georgia. Was a four-star recruit and uh, went to Miami. Redshirt in 2021. This past season, played in eight games for the Hurricanes. Threw for 800 yards, five touchdowns, and four picks. Pete Thamel reporting Garcia is enrolling at Mizzou by the end of the week. And uh, his rival comes just in time to help boost that quarterback depth chart. You got Brady Cook, who was the starter uh, this past year. He is out for the spring after having surgery on his right shoulder. So you'll have Garcia and 2022 signee Sam Horn. In a Friday tweet, Jake Garcia thanked the University of Miami, said he will continue to support the Hurricanes from afar. Here's the thing, though. What if Jake Garcia or Sam Horn looks really good throughout the spring? Could one of them... Uh, knock out Brady Cook from that starting spot. Certainly something to keep an eye on over at Mizzou. Over Mississippi State, another incestuous SEC team losing a, a guy to another SEC team. Zach Arnett's Mississippi State Bulldogs doing some work in the transfer portal. And how about this one? After three seasons at Vanderbilt, quarterback Mike Wright heading to Mississippi State, playing 26 games for the Commodores. Made 11 starts at quarterback. He represented Vandy at SEC Media Days last summer. Was thought to be one of their leaders. Completed 55% of his passes at Vandy. Over 2,000 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. But also rushed for over 900 yards and 7 touchdowns. He's something interesting to watch there. If, uh, you know, Will Rogers is still the everyday starting quarterback for Mississippi State. Do they use Mike Wright as a wrinkle in the offense. Do they bring him in for maybe some running plays, some change of pace plays? Something to keep an eye on there over at Mississippi State. The Bulldogs also added a wide receiver, Freddie Roberson, from FCS program Eastern Washington. In his career there, he uh, had 140 receptions for over 2,200 yards and 17 touchdowns. So a very productive receiver coming in to add some depth to that wide receiver room for Mississippi State. Another big bit of news we uh, didn't talk about uh, towards the end of last week, but uh, how about Kendall Bryles? Left Arkansas to go be the OC at TCU. Dan Enos officially announced as Arkansas's new offensive coordinator. On Friday afternoon, the school released contract details for Enos in his second stint in Fayetteville, set to earn $1.1 million this coming year. It's a big raise over what he was making in his last couple stops, but uh, he replaces Kendall Bryles, who he said left Arkansas to take the same job at TCU. He was Arkansas's OC back from 2015 to 2017 under Brett Bielema. After leaving Arkansas, he spent time at Alabama, Miami, Cincinnati before moving on to Maryland. He was the Terps OC the last two years. Arkansas, of course, finished this past year with a seven and six record. So uh, Dan Enos is going to try to get that offense back going with. K.J. Jefferson and a bevy of new wide receivers coming in through the portal. 
Some good news for Georgia as uh, Cedric Van Pran, their uh, starting center, announced he is coming back for another season with the Bulldogs. Made his announcement on social media. It's been three seasons at Georgia so far. Was eligible to declare for the draft, but uh, announced he is coming back. Made his Georgia debut back in 2020 off the bench against Auburn. Last two years, he started every game for the Dogs at center. New Orleans native and a friend of the show. Had him on at SEC Media Days last year and got to think he's got a good shot to go back to SEC Media Days as the veteran leader of that offensive line. Uh, one other Georgia note, A.D. Mitchell, their wide receiver that entered the transfer portal last year. He is transferring to Texas. So the former Georgia receiver had uh, previously been linked to the Longhorns after deciding to enter the transfer portal. Spent two years with the Bulldogs. Uh, was a big-time playmaker for them in some big moments. You know, had some big catches in those two playoff games for the Bulldogs, but he'll be heading to go play for Steve Sarkeesian. And I'll look at the schedule. Week two, Texas plays at Alabama. So, A.D. Mitchell going to get a shot to go against the Crimson Tide in week two. And there you have it. That's the latest news going on around the conference. we got more transfers and other things we'll get to in segment three of the show. So make sure you stick around for that. But coming up next, we are going to talk the latest on the quarterback room at Ole Miss. What is going on with Spencer Sanders, Jackson Dart, Walker Howard? How's this all going to shape up? We're going to talk about with Stephen Willis here in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. They help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. You can identify the most qualified candidates, and they make it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's LinkedIn Jobs helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Go post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. along here, locked on SEC. One of the biggest stories out there the last couple days around the conference happening over in Oxford at Ole Miss as they have got a, uh, well, they've already got a quarterback controversy. They've got too many quarterbacks, so we got to go straight to the source and talk with our buddy Stephen Willis, host of Locked on Ole Miss, to find out what exactly is going on there. Stephen, welcome in, man. How are you? I'm doing quite well. All of a sudden, Ole Miss went from kind of a desert in the quarterback room to having an absolute embarrassment of riches that are probably the envy of many programs around the country. To seeing how this comp competition plays out and what exactly this is going to look like into the spring and into the fall. Yeah, it's interesting, Stephen. I was down in Houston uh, for the Texas Bowl, and I was on the field pregame and kind of watching guys warming up. And I was watching Luke Altmyer, you know, make some throws. And I was talking to somebody down there, and they were like, "Yeah, basically, it was understood at that point. Luke is going to enter the portal. He's he's going elsewhere." And uh, I think he ended up at, at uh, was it Indiana, Illinois, Illinois. Yeah, one of those bad Big Ten schools. Anyway, um, so he's going up there, and I'm watching Jackson Dart, and, and it was very funny just talking with some Ole Miss fans around the building. It was just very mixed reaction. There were some fans who were like, 
yeah, I like Dart, but don't love him. There were other fans who were like, I think Dart's been fine. It hasn't been his, you know, it's not his fault that, that he's been put in bad situations and all this. So it was very split, but, you know, it was either you liked Dart or you didn't. It's kind of the vibe I got from a lot of Ole Miss fans. But uh, fast forward here these last couple weeks, Walker Howard, the uh, five-star freshman from a year ago at LSU, Louisiana, born and raised. He's a legacy. His dad played there. Uh is at LSU and sitting there as third string, and Jaden Daniels decides to come back with Garrett Nussmeyer. He was going to be third string at LSU, decides to enter the portal, picks Ole Miss, and you go, man, that makes a lot of sense. He's going to back up Jackson Dart. He, he'll be the heir apparent there at Ole Miss, and he'll maybe even push Dart for the starting job this coming year. And then somebody else at Ole Miss told me, you know, pump the brakes, not so fast. They're not done. There's going to be another big name quarterback coming in. I'm going. Well, what are they doing? Like, why did Jackson or why did Walker Howard go over there? And lo and behold, it is uh, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, a four-year starter, very accomplished, very good quarterback. So take me through it, Stephen. Uh, what are we doing with all three of these quarterbacks on the roster at Ole Miss? Well, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Whenever I look back, and you know. As a fan, just as an Ole Miss fan, you try to look at scenarios of how this makes sense because there gets to a point where you're worried about the improvement being stunted from Jackson Dart. And then Spencer Sanders comes in and you realize that either Jackson Dart is going to be good enough to beat him out and take the step next year that he has to take, or Spencer Sanders is going to win that job. And from there, you start to think about it. It's like Walker Howard is not coming up there to be the number three quarterback. I think Walker Howard's going to be the two and the loser of the quarterback competition will be the third string quarterback. And, you know, Ole Miss will be better for it. Um, There was a huge donut size hole in the middle of the field. And because of that, Ole Miss's offense became predictable, still explosive, still good, very predictable. And if a big time tight end and slot receiver were able to work the middle of the field to kind of pull those linebackers and the quarterbacks use that all of a sudden Quinchon Judkins might've rushed for 2k last year. I mean, he was that good. So we'll see, maybe this will push dart to make those improvements that he needs to make. If not, we'll see where we can go with Spencer Sanders. And I'm not for one going to count out Walker Howard, because when you see his film in Lafayette high, um, St. Thomas Moore and Lafayette, Louisiana, it's Matt Corral. I mean, you look at the video, it's Matt Corral. It's so interesting, Stephen, when we talk about some of these quarterbacks and, and going through the portal. And we always hear things about guys, you know, like, oh, well, I just want a chance to compete, coach. And I'm, I'm coming in here with a chance to compete. And that all sounds sunshine and rainbows, but we know that's not the reality of college sports, particularly in this transfer portal era. Guys are, uh, there are guarantees made behind closed doors. I, I feel like Lane Kiffin and his staff have probably made some guarantees here. I just don't know to who. I got to think the, the the clearest one has to be with Spencer Sanders. Why would he leave a great situation at Oklahoma State at this point and, and he can go anywhere that he's coming to Ole Miss unless he's starting? Do you feel like at least with Spencer, the guarantee was made, look, you're going to be the starter this year? No, I don't think Lane Kiffin is the type because – I was at Ole Miss with Ed Orgeron back in the mid-2000s, so I understand the number one tenant of those Pete Carroll-type programs that Lane Kiffin absolutely runs the same is competition. That's the thing they crave more than anything else. So as a coach, they want competition. They want the most best players there that they can get. Now, 
to get them there, that's another story. So it may not be something to where he is told, hey, we're guaranteeing the starting position. Maybe there's something on the NIL that we're, that they're making it worthwhile for him to come try, for him to get into that competition and to accomplish what they want to accomplish, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's just going to be wild. I just can't imagine a world that that we go into the spring and Jackson Dart is – or going to the fall and Jackson Dart's the starter. And then we're looking at Spencer Sanders and going, why are you here, dude? Like, what did you come over here for? Um, talk to me about Dart. Where are you? I talked about the different Ole Miss fans uh, and their opinions on Dart last year. Where do you fall on Dart and what you thought of the year he had? I thought Jackson Dart improved greatly from the beginning of the year to the end. Now, the um, end of the season, the record, people are going to look at it a certain way, but the one constant of improvement in that time was Jackson Dart. Against Mississippi State, it was him in a monsoon that was like 30 for 37 for nearly 300 yards. So he can do it. I view him as a quarterback that has an absolutely unlimited ceiling. He, he just really does. But right now, his floor is a little bit lower than maybe where it needs to be and maybe where they feel comfortable. So it's up to him to make a step this year. It's going to be him. He's going to go in and be the favorite to win the job no matter what goes on. We're going to play the game of quarterback competition, but him being the starter, he's probably going to be the favorite to win that job. It's just up to him to do it. He can't do like he did last year with Luke Altmyer and make this a competition after spring. He needs to go out there and take it and make that step and work the middle of the field and do the things that Lane Kiffin demands a quarterback to do to make this offense dangerous. Yeah, for anybody else there, you know, if you're an SEC fan and not, you know, follow Ole Miss as closely, that, that competition went into the season, you know, before they really decided on a starter. And, um, you know, it still felt like at any given point, man, they could have made a change here or there, but uh, ended up sticking with Dart for much of the year. I was surprised, Stephen, even in blowout games, we still saw Dart in there for a lot of those games. I mean, Altmaier only threw 17 passes all year. I wonder what this role will look like, you know, moving forward. Let's just say it is Spencer Sanders wins the job, and let's say Dart's number two. I mean, how will they make this work where Walker Howard is able to still get some playing time? Because like I said, I, I don't think he came to Ole Miss to sit and run scout team like he was doing at LSU. I mean, is there a scenario here where Walker is the second string and – Dart maybe falls to three. He's the odd man out. Now, I don't know if he transfers, stays, whatever. But is there a scenario here where Walker jumps, jumps, uh, you know, D Dart and Dart falls to third on the depth chart? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Walker Howard is going to be the two. And whenever the starter comes out, and I do think they're going to pull him out this year, you're not going to see what they had last year because Luke Altmeyer couldn't go over four games because he wanted to preserve his red shirt. So he's basically an in case of emergency quarterback. Now, if you get Walker Howard, I think this year the backup reps are going to go to Walker Howard. They're going to work to try and develop him. The third-string quarterback will be, if he's still around, will be the loser of that quarterback competition. I, I, I genuinely think the favorite to win that job is Jackson Dart still. If you look at him, the improvement that he made, he, he has to take steps. He needs to do better getting rid of the ball in a hurry. He needs to not be so de dependent on the down-the-field pass. He needs to get the ball out of his hand. If not, Spencer Sanders is going to become a viable option, and, and that becomes a war. And I think the longer this competition goes on, the more of a chance Spencer Sanders has to unseat him. But I do think Walker Howard will be the number two, no matter who wins this job. It's interesting. And, and again, you know, I don't know if guarantees were made, but like I said, I, I got to think Walker – 
to get him out of LSU, there had to be some kind of appeal to, hey, at least you'll be second string here at worst. Um, that's interesting. So j- just to just kind of wrap, wrap up that topic, you think right now if they started the season or, or if you had to make a guess or a prediction for week one of next season, you think it's still Jackson Dart right now? Yeah, I think Jackson Dart has it. He just has to take a step. He has to do it. If he's not able to do it, the longer this goes on, the more of a threat Spencer Sanders becomes. And I do think Walker Howard um, will be the number two. And that's just my opinion. Outside of quarterback, Stephen, we'll wrap it up on this. What's the biggest uh, concern for Ole Miss as we head into the spring and, and look ahead to 2023? Edge rush. I, I think they're looking in the transfer portal, trying to find an edge rusher at the moment. They've done some work with Monty Montgomery at linebacker, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. They've revamped that room. You're going to see them run essentially a four-man front, but basically it's a three-four, like an over-under type situation. Um, but the that rush position, that jack position, that Pete Golding, Will Anderson, I'm putting it in quotes because you're not going to find Will Anderson, but somebody in that body type, they need to locate somewhere in the transfer portal, either now, late signing day, or in the late transfer portal window. That's going to be a problem. They've got players in the secondary. They've got linebackers. They've got defensive linemen. They need to find that ability to get to the quarterback. He is Stephen Willis, host of Locked on Ole Miss. Uh, Let everybody know what you got going on on the podcast this week. Yeah, you can tune in today's podcast. We give different quarterback scenarios, kind of real similar to what I talked to Chris about today. We also talk a little bit about Monty Montgomery, who committed over the weekend to the um, Ole Miss Rebels. And we talked about Kedrick Riscano, who was in the Polynesian Bowl, had 100 yards, game-winning touchdown, really showed out. And we talked about how Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss has a type at running back. I'm not calling him Quinshawn, but he has a chance, solid chance to be the number two back. Steven, great stuff as always, man. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, thanks, Chris. All right, that's Stephen Willis there, host of Locked on Ole Miss. Roll along here with more on Locked on SEC right after this. All right, roll along here, Locked on SEC. Uh, thanks again to Stephen Willis for hopping in with us to talk all about the Ole Miss quarterback battle. Still got some other tidbits we got to get into going on around the conference, so let's dive back into it, and we'll start over at Florida as their former one-time signee, Jaden Rashada, is back on the market. The highly touted quarterback was officially released from his national letter of intent with Florida a couple of days ago. It's number seven quarterback and number 59 overall recruit in the class of 2022, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. It's been uh, widely reported by multiple outlets, including The Athletic, that an NIL deal for Rashada that was worth $13 million fell apart, and now he is going elsewhere. So the Gators' quarterback depth is Graham Mertz, Jack Miller, and Max Brown, and Rashada is on his way to find another school. He's been visiting with a couple of West Coast teams, including Colorado, so we'll see where he ends up, and it will not be at Florida. It looks like it will not be in the SEC. Speaking of the Florida Gators, a little tidbit on them. They will be without uh, one of their offensive linemen entering spring practice. Cameron Waits coming into year three in Gainesville. Suffered a serious non-contact injury during off-season workouts. Graham Hall of 24-7 Sports reports that he tore his Achilles tendon on Friday. Uh, reports that Waits' injury occurred during an agility drill 
Uh, he's a transfer from Louisiana, played under Billy Napier there, played in all 13 games for the Gators this past year, Six foot eight, 370 pounds. He's primarily a special teams contributor until making his first start at right guard in the Las Vegas Bowl. And uh, Gators could have a new-look offensive line this year after seeing several starters head off to the NFL draft or the transfer portal. Waits was expected to be part of that new starting five, but uh, he's going to be out a while, so the Gators going to have to look to other guys. He did bring in through the transfer Damian George from Alabama and Micah Mazuka from Baylor, but a uh, little uh, trouble there on the offensive line for Billy Napier heading into year two in Gainesville. Over at South Carolina, I know Shane Beamer is uh, excited to have a couple of his key guys back coming into this year uh, or next year, and he's crediting his new OC, um, former Arkansas assistant Dole Loggins coming in as his offensive coordinator, and there's going to be some new changes to the offense with quarterback Spencer Radler and wide receiver Juice Wells both back. Shane Beamer said both players met with Loggins before making their decisions to return. So it had some great communication and conversations with Spencer and Juice and their families. They did a great job. Everybody did. Spencer was doing his research on Dahl. Dahl was talking to Spencer, getting to know each other, talking about the offense, really just getting to know each other. Those guys were able to spend a lot of time together, and uh, they have to believe in him as a coach and as a person and what we're doing offensively as well. So it's going to be fun to see what Spencer Radler does in year two at Columbia, in Columbia, as well as Juice Wells. See if uh, they can carry a little momentum on from those big wins late in the season. Over at Texas A&M, they dipped into the transfer portal, picked up UTEP wide receiver Tyron Smith on Sunday. Former UTEP receiver broke out this past year, had 71 catches over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns, leading the team. Before that, he played at Cisco College uh, two seasons with the Miners before entering the portal about a week ago. So uh, he'll join a couple of other transfers coming into the Aggies this offseason. Cornerback Tony Grimes uh, from North Carolina and Sam McCall. So uh, Aggies did lose a ton of players to the transfer portal, but they're starting to pick a few more up coming their way. Uh, another departure over at Florida. Uh, former wide receiver Dejon Reynolds announced he is heading to Pittsburgh. So he'll head on up there to Pitt. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly bringing back a familiar face into a support staff role. Uh, Gerald Chapman, who was on LSU staff under Coach O, he will be a defensive analyst in Baton Rouge this coming season, according to On3 Sports. Chapman's on Colorado staff this past year, eventually taking over as their interim defensive coordinator, but uh, now he'll head back to Baton Rouge and work as an analyst for Brian Kelly. Uh, speaking of LSU, Oregon State linebacker Omar Spates announced on Friday he is transferring to LSU. Played in 45 games over four seasons with the Beavers as a fifth-year super senior year in 2023. So uh, he will step right in and presumably start on that linebacking core for LSU this coming year. Over in Knoxville, they're excited about the arrival of their five-star quarterback, Nico Iamaliava. He took home the Offensive MVP Award at the Polynesian Bowl on Friday, led his team to a 22-17 victory. The Polynesian Bowl, an annual game played in Hawaii, displaying top high school football recruits in the nation. And uh, Nico was the Offensive MVP of that one. 
Talked a little bit about Ole Miss earlier. How about some transfer portal news, news for Ole Miss? We know they're bringing in Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard. They're also bringing in some help on that defense Pete, for Pete Golding. Uh, Monty Montgomery has been a member of the Louisville program the last couple of seasons. He is transferring to Ole Miss. Was rated as the number 13 outside linebacker back in 2019. Towards ACL in 2021. Came back last year. It was second among Cardinal defenders with 70 tackles. Had 11 tackles for a loss. That was third on the team with six sacks. So, uh... Big-time playmaker there coming over from Louisville. Monty Montgomery going to play linebacker for the Rebels. Also, uh, Ole Miss defensive tackle Jamon Gordon announced he is uh, coming back to Ole Miss, withdrew his name from the transfer portal, or remained at Ole Miss. He was initially a JUCO transfer ahead of the 2021 season and hit the transfer portal this past week, and he's going to stay put. Uh, How about defensive back Deshaun Gaddy? Manoa from North Texas. He is coming to Ole Miss. Joins the Rebels after four seasons at North Texas, played in 47 games for the Mean Green. And then lastly, a uh, football note, Eric Gilbert on the move again. The Georgia transfer tight end announced he is heading to Nebraska. Gilbert signed with LSU initially, big five-star tight end, number one tight end in the country, earned freshman all-SEC recognition at LSU in 2020. Uh, had initially committed to Florida when he transferred out of LSU, but backed off that pledge, landed at Georgia, and just never really found his footing there. Played in eight games, recorded 35 catches for 368 yards and two touchdowns, but uh, he will head on over to finish out his career at Nebraska. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. And uh, thanks again to Stephen Willis for joining us. Thank you. For making Locked On SEC your first listen every day, make sure you go check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops, all in one place. Here from some big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, talking all the latest and greatest news around the conference. <laughs>